I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This, this is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Monday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. The Syracuse Orange make adjustments uh, after an awful first half of basketball to pull out a 76-73 comeback win against the Wolfpack, improving to 10-5 and 4-4 and in the ACC. You'll hear from us and we'll hear from you in fan feedback. And Syracuse will host Louisville in the Dome at 7 o'clock this Wednesday night. We'll tell you what we think about that. Syracuse moves to 47th in the net and 51st in the Ken Palm rankings. So, for what it's worth, that's that. Not making a ton of a budge there. So, no. in fact, we slipped. <laughs> right? Didn't we? A little bit. Yeah. So, anyways... Um, that'll work itself out eventually. So, yeah. Um, what's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. A little bit of football news to come up. Then we will get into your coach montage and the good, the bad, the ugly. First, uh, McKinley Williams, he's going to take advantage of the extra year of eligibility and return for the 2021 football season. We've been waiting on this one for a while. He played all in all 11 games last year. He racked up 35 tackles, eight for a loss, and one sack. Also, Melifonwu, he uh, had two pass breakups and three tackles and some solid play at the Senior Bowl. And also, Trill Williams was invited to the the NFL Combine. And one more thing. Oh, oh, we got the sign-in day stuff too, right, Joe? So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, obviously we were waiting on McKinley Williams. That was the last big one to drop, right? I think so, yeah. And that's kind of, I mean, minus the running back situation, right? Right, yeah. uh, Which is a mystery. Yeah. I mean, that just kind of solidifies the fact that we're going to have our starting defensive line back. Um, And, yeah, that's just it's really, really good news, obviously, for that defense for next year. Um, And then obviously Trill and Iffy. um, Obviously, you know, if you get if you get an invite to the um, to the NFL combine, then. You know, they think highly of you. I haven't heard anything about Cisco's. I'm assuming it's because of the injury. Um, and uh, from everything that I've seen from the Senior Bowl in practice and everything like that, they're saying that uh, Melifuanu's got some good grades and that he's been raising some eyes. So, hey, you never know. You never know. As far as signing day, that's Wednesday. Um, I think the, really, the, the one big thing we need to worry about uh, is Jalen Moss. Um, you know, cousin of the Jones brothers, um, the D tackle there from Fairport, New York. Um, he's the one kind of unsigned commit that didn't sign early signing, uh, signing period. Um, but they said that he's stated his intention to sign and everything should be good. And I know that there's a couple, um, offensive linemen targets in the, uh, junior college and the transfer portal. Um, that we're waiting on. I, th- I believe it's a defensive back too, that I think that, that we offered as well. So um, we'll see. It's probably not going to be a lot of, a lot of big news, but um, 
hopefully we just get the one uh, that we that that committed, and I don't know, maybe there might be a surprise. So, yeah, and that's how the other thing with the um, football too is uh, Aaron Hackett uh, transferring to TCU. Oh, that's, right. that's right. That's right. Which TCU. surprised me. Why? I just didn't think it was going to be that good of a team. Oh really? He really. I'm just. He didn't really. I mean, he didn't really impress me that much this he, year. Right. Yeah. I hear you. Last year he did. This year it just seemed like he was. If they were talking about him, it was because of a mistake <laughs> or a penalty. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's take a listen to what coach had to say after the 76-73 win over NC State. The first half, we just. Uh, we didn't play defense. We just let them get either inside and dunks or foul right, line. Or we, or we gave them wide open looks from the three-point line. It was probably the as bad a defense as we could play. And uh, the second half, they were 0 for 8 from the three because we got them, pressured them, got them off their spots. Um, we made a couple bad offensive mistakes at the end of the game where Allen just kept the ball and they took it instead of hitting the open guy. But Marek went to the foul line and made his two, and Allen went and made his two, and that doesn't always happen. You know, um, we're a good free-throw shooting team. We're not getting to the line enough. Um, this is a very difficult team for us to play with. Beverly, Allen are really good shooters. The other guard that came in is a really good shooter. Helms is really good in the high post, and Bates is really good down around the basket. You know, he had five dunks in the first half, and he, I think he just got a couple in the second half. Helms was really good. He made some tough drives, but they were for twos, and, you know, we didn't give them the three looks. That was the difference in the game. The first half they made had wide open threes. They made, I don't know, what, seven of them or no, six. In the second half, they made none. So, you know, that was the difference in the game. Well, Helms, he missed a couple, but he made some tough shots. I mean, we wanted that. We covered the shooters so that he couldn't get the dunk. And now Helms and Marek are matched up. And, you know, he should get some help from the forward where the side he drives on, and he didn't. He didn't. Allen got out of the way, and uh, but and again, to his credit, Helms made some tough shots there, some really tough shots there. But you know, Marek's got to get some help on those plays, and uh, you know he did. He didn't get. It. You know, I thought Joe was aggressive tonight. He's been aggressive in practice. He got good looks. You know, he was two for ten, one for five. He just he really just wasn't hitting them, but he will hit those. It's just like Buddy. Buddy got going tonight and was the difference in the game, making threes. Those two guys have to, one of them or two of them have to make shots. I thought the reason he came out the second time is Kadari was so good in the first half that I wanted to see what Kadari could do in the second. He, he made a couple big-time plays again. So it's, it's very helpful for us to have all We need all three of those guards. I'm really sick of people thinking, well, this guy should play that. We need all three guys to play and be effective. And we need to find a forward that can help us. And we, we, we don't have that. Woody's been a little better in practice. He's been working harder. He gives us more uh, athletic and defensive ability. So he's going to get the call on Wednesday. And I'm hopeful, very hopeful, with two good days that Brahma will be back uh, and be able to play on Wednesday. All right, the coach montage is brought to us by Bet Online. Some good news in there, Joe, and we're going to talk about that. Some other yeah. good news that I did see, though, from Nico Tamurian on Twitter was that there's a there's a there's an inkling or some evidence to at least show that there may be fans in the dome sometime soon. It at least looks like they're setting up for it. There was some. Um, some uh, what do you want to call socially distanced seating at the dome that was spotted. So, hey, yeah. you know that's that's, that's a, not something that they said that it wasn't going to happen until it crossed. But cross our fingers. Really, you never know. Really, it seems a little early to be setting it up. I mean, why no. why do that? Why tease us no. like that? Well, either way, maybe we can get to a basketball game this year in the dome. Maybe we can. Maybe we can. Maybe we can. Either way. 
You can still get in all the uh, on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coach and props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over to Bet Online today. Use the promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, Bet Online. Okay, so the good, the bad. The ugly, Joe, a comeback win. And the first this year with Syracuse on the negative end of the boards, they were negative two, 37 for 35, um, 37 to 35. Five players in double digits for the Orange. Alan Griffin leading the way with a team high 19 points, adding six rebounds, four steals, and three blocks, and two clutch uh, free throws. Marek with two clutch free throws as well. He totaled 11. 10 for 11 from the line as a team, and without it, it's a possibility. Actually, no. We probably lose that game without those free throws on the on both one and ones and they both nailed them and that was huge uh, buddy finished with 17 points four for eight from three richmond he played a role in saving this game as well i mean what can you say 14 points in 16 minutes he needs more of them those being minutes and points what the hell uh syracuse held nc state to only 26 points in the second half, the bad, they allowed 47 points in the first half. Joe was 2 for 10 from the field and totaled 5 points. 1 for 5 from 3 in 25 minutes. It's painfully obvious, and it's all over, obviously, that um, he needs to improve. And we need him to score or something. Something. Show me something. The Syracuse <laughs> defense looked awful in the first half of the game with the with Joe and I talked during the game, four de- defenders up top and a huge gap from the foul line to the basket, leaving Bates wide open and Mark to defend. I don't get it. It stopped, but I don't get it. I'm not sure why they were even doing it. Uh, the ugly, still. We see the same problems, uh, game to game, and that's the post position. And I know Mark can only do so much, but these guys have a field day with us, and it's in everyone's playbook. They're all going to do it. Uh, Manny Bates with 17 points and 14 rebounds and four blocks. Uh, the only one that seemed to really be able to get by him was Kadari and Alan Griffin on occasion, but um, Kadari was able, just his length, and he, with the sweet left-hander there, he did a good job. Uh, yeah. So, Joe, not to be trite, but an ugly win is better than a pretty loss, as uh, you've heard. Uh, and you heard, Coach, it's possible we see a little Sadibi this Wednesday, some good news. What are your expectations first on the Sadibi coming back? And then uh, let me get your thoughts on the game. Uh, I just think it's a believe it till I see it. But usually when Jim starts to talk about it is when it's actually true. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't really speculate. And he pretty much tells the guys that I'll let you know. Right. Right. And so he kind of did. Uh, now, I don't expect him to get full minutes, but I do see a situation where this could kind of uh, level off the minutes to be able to get some of these guys a little bit of rest. Um you see Gerard with 25, which which isn't really bad. You figure Buddy should probably get a little bit of burn. Kadari should probably get a little bit more of those minutes. Have Joe run two guard and Kadari those three guards like. Sorry, Go like all right, like what um coach <laughs> technical said difficulty. Go ahead. All those all those three guards need to play and they need to be effective for us to win. And and obviously Joe and Kurt Kadari, they bring different things to the table. So depending on our matchup is really dependent on where you might see a few minutes go here or there. But I think that those those minutes need to level off. And honestly, when Sidibe comes back, um, that's just going to level off all the other minutes, too. I mean, you see Dolzhai with 38, Griffin with 39 and Gary with 39. Um, you know, you you want that to be down in, in the lower 30s. Uh, possibly high 20s and you know you bring Sidibe back and that could level that off a little bit too so um, obviously you know you can't just talk like we don't understand what the loss of Sidibe is right so uh, Mark's played good and to what coach said in his presser is is he's he's fighting a war down there by himself and he's undersized not a position and we're doing the best we can but Again, as as long as we don't get double-digit out-rebounded, like I said, then we usually are, are in the game. And I know we lost by two, but, you know, we, we won still. And 
everything else was pretty close as far as turnovers and everything like that. Obviously, uh, it was the second half and holding them 26 points. And we ended up shooting a better um, percentage all around with field goals, free throws, and three-pointers than they did as well. So, um, overall, it was a good win. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that whole Kadari Joe thing, it's all over the place. And I know that people are just all over it, but you got to play matchups. And if, if the team's going to play Kadari like like Pittsburgh did, like Xavier Johnson did, and just sit there and dare him to shoot a jumper until he proves he's got one, then Joe's going to have to play because that just hurts their offense. So uh, excited for Brahma to be hopefully coming back and being able to kind of help in this area that we, we know that he's needed. Yeah. Um, as you heard Coach say, um, you know, they need all three guards. Yep. And, and, and for what you said, there's some fan feedback, and we can get into that when the time comes, but the Sidibe thing, um, some of that, most of that was not in the fan feedback. You know, we're not going to see much of him on Wednesday. I would just like to see a little bit of him, um, and, and just, you know, go from there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not looking, just, I'm not, I'm not seeing, I'm not planning for him to start or, you know, anything like that. Right. I mean, um, just some type, just prove to me that you're available something. and you can go out there and run around. Yes, right? and, and, and what a glimmer of hope that would be for us at this point after watching poor Mark freaking in the trenches. You know, he's like the unsung hero, like the equivalent to an offensive lineman in, in football is Mark just getting pumbled to death every freaking game and, and coming, coming <laughs> losing back, teeth. <laughs> losing teeth, coming back for more. The kid is a freaking warrior. I mean, you know, I'm going to put him up there in that status. I don't remember another one like him in like the modern era, which I would call, you know, I don't know, 2000s to now. I mean, what do you think, Joe? I mean, to, to fight and just get abused and use his body the way he does constantly is just something you don't like. You don't get that a lot. Like that's not that's that's few and no, far between to get that guy. So he plays like Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, scrappy as hell. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's true. So um, you know, and just throwing his body all over the place. This dude hits the floor more than anybody in D one basketball. I mean, he's Taking on the, charges. Oh my gosh, he is so used to getting pumbled that when he he he's got so he's got such a good feel for the court when he's below the rim like he covers his head like he's waiting like he knows it's coming and he uh you know he does what Did he you just ca- have a dolzhai orange chalk line on the floor <laughs> what, like a, like the old like a like a crime scene <laughs> The crime scene chalk out all the time. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, <laughs> it would be all over the place. And, you know, to deal with to deal with Helms, who was making good shits the whole game, obviously, yep. really, <laughs> really difficult for him to be matched up there and not getting any help, as you heard coach talk about. And it's true. And you know who he's calling out. We all know who he's calling out. So mm-hmm. so um, we won't. What's that? So we won't. Griffin, <laughs> sorry, my bad. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, I just wanted to give the props to Mark. I wanted to. He's I'm really, learning. I'm really excited about Sadibi um, to come back. Obviously, as well as everybody, I think that's probably besides the win and getting this win, which um, is, you know, look, I'll take, I'll take the win. Obviously, I expected a little bit more, but for Syracuse to go into this game and just get pumbled in the first half. Uh, by in, in, with with NC State scoring forty seven points, I mean that was on track to be a real disaster. And yeah. you know I don't like playing the game either. Well, they were out there two stars. What if they had them? We would have gotten totally killed. Well, we don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll never. We know. don't know that. We'll never know. We don't know that. No. no. And and I think part of that was the defense in the beginning. I was thinking about it was, I think it was more or less just making them prove that they could do something without their two. You know, big scores, you know, Manny Bates and Helms. I mean, they're pretty good, but with Beverly and all them, it, it, it would make sense if that was like the case. But like we, we allowed them to, you know, if I were to turn around and say, oh, they played up top, up high to take away the, the three point shot and to try to make the guys down low prove that they could score, but then they didn't stop the three-point shot, and they didn't stop that. So it was just overall just it was awful, too, de- awful defense. Way too much space over there. Oh, down, yeah. Down just, there. 
awful defense. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's what. And another, some, there was some more good news in the presser though too. Did you hear him talk about Woody? Oh yes, I did. Yeah, let's hit that real quick because that's not. So I mean, either. yeah, I mean, you, you, he had Braswell come in for a minute, Jesse Edwards for two. I mean, these are the guys that he's you know trying to throw in there to just give a little bit of extra, show something. And um, I think that that it's going to be Newton and and Sidibe. So just to know that I, I think Woody, you know, when he said that he was quarantined and you know he made it certain, like I think Woody. Out of anybody who's gotten sick or gotten COVID, he probably dealt with it the worst. And I don't know if it was necessarily that. He hasn't come out and said it. But um, Woody was out for a little while with that. And I felt like it was more serious than some of the other ones. Uh, I don't know that for sure. But that's just kind of how it felt based upon the the comments that I've heard about it. So he says he's playing better in practice. And obviously he said Sadibi, he's Hopefully that he's going to get minutes. So hopefully those two guys are the guys that sh- you know come in and fill those spots, and we start to see you know the actual mold of this team come together versus you know somebody that's or a team that's missing a key cog. Yeah, and we were you know I was under you know he gets the he says he gets the call tomorrow or something like that. I, what what I don't know what that meant. He said no. Something. He's basically just saying that he's going to get the call. He's going to be the first one to get the call off the bench, rather than gotcha. Braswell. Okay, all right. Is basically what he's saying. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's kind of where I th- what I thought. He, but we we were. I mean, I was under the impression that he was injured for a little while too. Like we didn't. You know, it wasn't clear. So anyway, uh, with that said, it's time to hear from you. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. I ask for your thoughts. You give them. We bring them here. We talk about them. By the way, uh, I did I did get, I wouldn't call it a nasty gram, but I did get a message. <laughs> you use the same guys every time in fan feedback, and, you know, I, I contribute too. Um, but you know, Ugh. I do try, I do, I really do try to mix it up, but I really do. It is, it is also merit based. I mean, I don't know I who do. that is. I mean, I get it. I get it. I know you want to do top fans and you want to keep it going and I get it. I just want to know. I don't know who it is because you didn't tell me this is the first that I've heard, but if you are listening, I just want to let you know that Sean's the one that picks the fan. Oh now. boy. Wow. Yeah, that's true. You know what? That's true. I am the only one that does, uh, anything other than show up pretty much so anyway that was that's what was in my contract sean you said that that's you true said that. That, how many times have you that's said true that? i said just said all i do is ask them to show up right show up so and don't talk. turn around now and, and get mad about some other stuff i don't he, do here we are don't five, backtrack now we're in our fifth year into this and show up and talk is is still um all i ask uh-huh it's literally it because so, even that's so a don't struggle make me sometimes. Feel bad if that's all, I, oh, okay, all right, mm, mm, okay. <laughs> um, our <laughs> boy, the last word, top fan Zach. Come on, give Zach some love. There we go, crowd. Uh, he says, "Um, yeah, I need to buy not just one, but two of those sets of the Spurtles for 19.99 while supplies last." What do you think, Joey? <laughs> I don't know what that means. You don't get the Spurtle commercial. No. You don't? Oh man, that's really too bad. Really? Now you're gonna now you're gonna make me look it up. Oh my bad. gosh. The Spurtle is kinda awesome, actually. So, anyways, I'm with you, um, Zach. I'm with you. For real. Uh, what is it? A kitchen utensil? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Lord. It's a kitchen actually, utensil yeah, set, actually... bro. It's a kitchen utensil set. Especially if you like like let's say smearing peanut so butter. So why can't you just say like um wooden spoons? It's a spurtle, Myrtle. Come on. Wooden, wooden utensils. Joe is always lagged behind, by the way, so he fast-forwards through commercials. And, and, and that's probably why. That and Tech Shaver, or Tech Shaver, or whatever the hell it is. All right. At Oil Cuse, 
By the way, it was Oil Q's pointing out that if we keep rebounds close, no matter what, we win. I'm just going to reiterate that. Uh, if we if we lost, I would have been pissed since uh, NC State was missing two stars. We need more Richmond and less of Joe and Buddy. I thought that Bates kid should have fouled out uh, three minutes, three times over. I'm not sure what the deal was with all the no calls for him. Look. Uh, I, I don't remember if I had it in the montage now because I don't even listen to my own montage. But coach mentioned like how they weren't calling some of these fouls. Like st- yeah. again, you are full court press, man coverage like that. That more dude was all over Joe. Dude, Joe couldn't move anywhere. He had his hands on him. He was checking him on you know in full court. And I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm with you. All I know I'm is with that you, you always read his comments. That's all. Dude, that's messed up. <laughs> that's messed up. He gives me a Christmas card. Uh, oh, at, okay. At one Kev Nash, he's got his top five on here. Great way to fight back after a crappy first half. I love the way coaches using the three guard rotation. And by the way, yeah, um, you know, first one to really mention it is is Kev here. So I mean, yep. to really mention that, um, that was before the. I was hoping you picked this one. That was before the presser, too, by the way. He's always got good stuff to say. Three, Q and Griffin were huge on the glass. Four, good to see Buddy hitting threes again. Uh, Five, go Qs. Yeah, Buddy, 50% from three. You know, you think about Buddy, and sometimes he's a silent scorer. Like, I didn't, I normally follow the box score along with the game. And yesterday I was behind, I started behind, so I didn't, and then I just didn't bother grabbing a tablet and finishing up with it. But I didn't think Buddy had done as well as he did until I really looked at the box score, and I was like, wow, yeah. he actually did an excellent job. Uh, four for eight from three. I don't even want, I don't even need that. Give me three for seven like Alan Griffin did. I'm happy with that. I'll take four for eight. I mean, I'll take four for eight. I'll take no, five no. for ten. <laughs> I don't follow the box score because I like to look at the box score at the end and be surprised. Okay. You know, Good try point. to see if the box score matches up with what my eyes saw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's Buddy, I got to admit, Buddy silently, silently surprised me. Uh, in in that game, and I knew he had done good. I really did. But there was a, some there were some mistakes that he made that were a little frustrating to me, especially kind of towards the end of the game. That kind yeah. of erased, I guess, some of that for me. But anyway, um, yeah, the three-guard rotation, obviously you heard Coach. We mentioned it a little yeah. bit. Uh, Got to do it, the matchup thing. And um, on, on that note, at MF Brightside, there will be games we will need Gerard to stretch the floor, but there will also be games where Kadari is a matchup nightmare for the opposition. Let's recognize the matchup and exploit it. And that's obviously... Uh, just yeah. to piggyback off of what Kevin said and to piggyback off of uh, what Coach said in the presser. And probably for people like us, maybe a little bit, not like us specifically, but us who are calling for, you know, Joe's head. Because <laughs> he's been, mm-hmm. when he's been off the ball, though, he's been good. He has. And I never, I've always said that I don't care who starts. I care about seeing the matchup, seeing how the other team is playing and making the right adjustments, right? So they could say, yeah, he needs more minutes, and maybe in this game he did. But um, until they came out of the uh, official timeout with 2.33 to go in the first half, Kadari really didn't do anything. And then he had 10 points in the last two and a half minutes, kept us in the game to where we weren't down 15 going into half, like Coach said. And then he came in in the second half. Uh, coach made the right decision and, and made the right substitution um, when needed because, I mean, we were still making a comeback with Joe in there. But um, Kadari came in and he made the the specific plays in the second half that pushed it over the edge and, and I think got us the W on top of the fact that obviously we made our free throws. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's really that's what it's got to be um, because there's been plenty of – so, like, for instance – him taking Kadari, putting Kadari in when he did, and him playing how he played could have saved today's game, right? But there's been plenty of games this year where him keeping Joe in and keeping Kadari on the bench has won them games as well. So, you know, to all the people's points that you just alluded to, um, 
Yeah, that's really what it is. You got to be able to look at the the stat line because we could talk about this all day long, and then next game we can come out and Joe can have one of those games where he's shooting lights out, and we're gonna kind of be like biting our tongue, like eating crow and all that other stuff. Um, who's starting really isn't as important as the substitutions and who plays when you have to make those those decisions in game decisions. It is fair to say, though, obviously, that Joe needs to improve. And, and if it's a matchup thing, he's been outmatched quite a bit this year. And sometimes you're off. And sometimes Some you're games off. he doesn't look out. Like last night, he didn't look outmatched, right? He just wasn't hitting his shots. He had good shots. Wasn't they had good, they, like I said, they were really, really like, it was like T-shirt defense. They were, but he didn't make as many mistakes as, uh, you know. Allen? Possibly a buddy, but definitely an Allen, right? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Joe's Joe's judged on, and that's why I've always said he's a shooting guard. Joe's judged on the shots that he makes, and that's it. And if he's not making shots, then fans want him out. I know. But the problem is, is if, if you can get hot in an instant, and they've seen this over and over again in off season and practice, and he just goes unconscious, then what are you supposed to do as a coach? Oh, you got to play him. I mean, right? So, at Nick Sweetland 1, nice to see them fight and come back. I think it's time Jim Beheim seriously considers maybe starting Kadari at the point. Defensively, a different team with him out there. Offensively, he drives to the rim and creates opportunities for others. Yeah, again, I mean, solid points. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Like, that's like exactly kind of what I don't like you said, though, on the starting end. I mean, I don't know if it's totally necessary, but Kadari comes in. He 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 put he's he takes part in the last 10 minutes or excuse me, the last 10 points in the last couple minutes of the first half with eight with eight points and an assist. And he just, you know, without him doing what he does there, we're going into halftime, possibly down by like 15 or 16 points. Instead, yeah. instead, we chopped it to, to single digits. So, Huge. Oh, absolutely. It was huge. And again, who starts doesn't matter. You right, could substitute exactly. somebody the first whistle. Sure. And then that person cannot play. What's the first play. one? You don't have to, doesn't have to play. 18? Well, I mean. 14? What is well, it? I mean, I it's, 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 every, it's every four minutes. So it's okay. 16, so 16, 12, 8, gotcha. 4. But, okay. but there could be, I'm talking about there could be a ball that just goes out of bounds or a foul called sub out. So who starts doesn't matter. We could start a walk-on. He could be out there for 20 seconds. It doesn't matter. He started. Yay. Like, right. Congratulations. You know, right. it's, it's, right yeah, it's all, it's all about who, you know, who's playing in, in what, again, like I said, what the matchups are. When we played against Pittsburgh, they played Kadari perfectly. And if you're going to play him like that, then it's hard to justify keeping him in there because you're playing four and five on offense. Or you're just watching Kadari put up jump shots and hoping he makes them. And I don't think coach is willing to uh, watch that yet. So no, it's not. It's not like coach said. We've seen some, some, some. We've seen Syracuse lay some bricks, but at the end of the day, the offense hasn't been the glaring issue. It's been the defense. Right. So, it's been the defense. Uh, we will be right back to finish up fan feedback and go over the Louisville preview right after this. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring. The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, 
There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, one more thing before we get started. Bet Online. Bet Online, the title sponsor for the Cuse Militia and Armchair Media. Bet Online going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over to betonline.net today. Use the promo code armchair to take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Go check out all of their uh, Super Bowl props. Got the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. Go there, check them out, sign up, use the promo code armchair. Thank you, Bet Online. All right, let's continue here with fan feedback with uh, top fan Daryl. Let's hear it. Great win for the Cubs. Joe Chain looked awful again tonight. Uh, Richmond really came on in the last two minutes of the first half and really took over in the second half. I believe he will continue to cut into Joe's playing time. Still disturbing. We only won by three considering NC State was without their two best players. On to the next go orange. Look, I agree with mm. – with, I agree with um, – a little concerning. We only won by three, but is Syracuse going to do it any other way, Joe? Than to have a heart attack moment. We haven't had many of these this year, and it, I guess yeah, we've had know, them against nine conference opponents. Okay, well, it's been long enough to where I don't really remember. But you're right. Bryant was one for sure. Uh, Ryder was touch and go there for a little bit. Buffalo. Buffalo. That's right. That one went in overtime, right? One of them did, didn't it? I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure either. So why did I say it? I don't know. So No idea. Um, yeah, but, you know. Northeastern and Buffalo were close. So okay. Northeastern was also close. That was 62-56. Any of them overtime? Was I wrong? Bryant, 85-84 okay. in the beginning. Of, okay. Yeah, the first um, yeah Buffalo season. was overtime. Oh, Buffalo was overtime. So I remembered rightly. Wow, good job. Wow, buddy. what a memory. What a memory. Yeah, I but, just again, it's hard to judge that because it's still obviously they're Division One scholarship players. It's not like we're going to be Boston College against Florida State here coming up uh, tomorrow or whenever they're playing. They only have four scholarship players. They're going to be playing scout players and walk-ons um, against the 20th ranked team in the country. Um, it's tough when you, a team loses that many shots. Because Funderburk and Devin Daniels were the two leading. Yeah, what were they combining average? I mean, just say on paper you were losing what twenty, you were seven twenty eight points. Yeah, just on average. But like when I when I went over the like, the shots attempted for the team for the year, like Devin Daniels was at like one sixty eight. I think Funderburk was at one ten, and the next closest one I think was um, Helms at eighty one. So when you lose that, and then it's the first game after. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, uh, Kevin Keats is uh, his philosophy um, and how he likes to coach and what they're going to do. But then you never know how that's going to change. And you don't know how that team, 
you know, obviously people got to step up where their shots going to come from. Are they going to change anything? Uh, we didn't have any tape to go off of. And uh, I thought that Keats had a pretty good game plan to come out and kind of keep it similar to what he was doing, but also make it different. And they played the zone. They played against the zone very well against the first half. Well, albeit it might be, it might've just been our defense and not them just trying to figure it out. Um, but I figure I, f- I feel like once we figured out where the shots were coming from, uh, it was a lot easier to shift and move that, that defense. And that's why you saw that 26 point second half, uh, showing of them. Yeah. And no threes I, I, either. You I, heard coach say, yeah, no threes. And, and I predict that, um, now that, I mean, I don't know DJ Funderburk's, um, um, his situation and how long he's going to be sitting out. So I know that it was university policies, but he didn't play, mm-hmm. um, but without those two, I can, especially you know if Funderburg doesn't play because obviously Daniels is gone. But um, I see this team, you hitting a lull here. As soon as uh, some teams get some tape and they realize the um, capable people to come step up and take those shots, then it's going to make it easier to take those shots away or defend those shots. And I, I really see NC State having a tough time uh, uh, scoring and. You know, like I said, I, I kind of feel bad because I'd hate for it to happen to us. Uh, I think we've seen it happen with with players well, before, but I think we know. What, I mean, I think we know what teams are gathering on us. I mean, it's just in, in, until Sadiq right. comes back, it's cl- glaringly obvious. So, and teams have well, exploited yeah, it the best they could. But Sadiq's not our go-to scorer and no, our true. team leader, and, true. right? But, so. No, you're absolutely right. So on the offensive end for them, that's true. Yeah, because he's going to help us, you know, where he can, when he can, with the rebounding effort and things like that. So, and obviously, follows yeah, Rebounding and defense. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, let's hear Mahir, top fan on Facebook. Gutsy, gritty win. If you have me, buy, sell, or hold on Marek at the line with the game on the line. In the closing seconds at the beginning of the year, I would have sold, but his improvement at the line has been incredible. This is a good win. Keats was an assistant under Patino at Louisville, so it doesn't surprise me that he has beaten Cuse the last three years. Oh, and Kadari Cooks was cooking. This is a good win. Yeah, Keats has had our number. We stopped the three-game uh, skid that Syracuse was on um, as far as as far as far NC State goes, and that was kind of nice to see. And I think we pulled ahead plus two in the all-time, all-time series. So Mark at the line, I can't remember what he did last year. I don't have it pulled up, unfortunately, but he's been okay. He's been okay. But if you told me you stop hitting your microphone. Sorry. My gosh, man. If you would have told me. If you would have told me, though, that Mark was going to hit both on a one-and-one and and Griffin was going to hit both on a one-and-one to pretty much put that seal that game before a horrible foul by Quincy. Just awfully, just totally unnecessary and ridiculous on a missed three. If you would have told me they would have hit, went four for four between those two on those, I don't know if I would have bought that. I would have sold that. But no, I thought last year we were a pretty good free throw shooting team. We were pretty good, but we are really good this year. And, and you heard Coach say, and not to be whatever, but we've said it here. We've been saying it. They got to get to the line. It's a good free throw sh- shooting team. No, they got they got to get to the line more. And um, yeah, it's nice that coaches listens to the show and, and reiterates our points. I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, but they have eleven attempts. <laughs> Ten for eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, need more, but I mean, you know. We, we battled the ACC whistle, too. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I'm not crying about it, but we battled it. We battled it a little bit. It kind of sounds like I know. Crying. It sounds like I'm whining about it. But. If you weren't crying, you wouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> Just saying. That's facts. That's facts. I'm a, little, I'm a little salty about it. Look, but hey, that doesn't mean that what you said is the facts. Right. I'm just calling you out. I, that's fine. Mark, on Facebook, why does Jimmy B wear that clear face mask and wears it on his chin after he had COVID-19? I don't know, but this is the question of the day. The clear face mask thing is great, okay? And he doesn't wear the damn thing. It's a freaking ornament. It's an ornament. It is here. I am just have this around my <laughs> neck so I don't get fined. That's what that yeah. is. That's what it I is. Mean, I'm not going to lie to you. If I had it already, then I wouldn't want to wear it either. Right. Yeah. I mean, I had it. I got I mean, I, yeah, I asked my uh, director at work. I said, you know, Hey, I said, if I go get the vaccination, 
do I still have to wear the mask at work? They said, yeah. And President like, okay, Fauci well, says um, just, says yes. President Fauci says yes. There's all two of them, right? Two of them. Two of them. Well, why not three? Well, three gets you up to 90% effectiveness. Yeah, but three gets me no oxygen. Two gets me no oxygen. I barely get enough oxygen with one. Okay? No, why not six? That's not, that's not important. Why oh. not six, Joe? How about 10? Can we put 10 on our face? I mean, Let's make it mandatory. Uh, look ridiculous. Let's make it mandatory. Let's just do 10 and be done with it. Jesse, no, top fan on Facebook. My attempt at putting how good Kadari is into context, there have been tw- two first-round point guard picks in the past 10 years. Michael Carter-Williams was picked 11th his sophomore year. He shot 10% lower from the field. Uh, average two more boards, four more assists, 1.6 more steals, five points and a quarter less blocks, all while playing uh, 14.4 minutes a game. I did the math. If Richmond averaged Michael Carter-Williams' playtime, he would lead in every category except um, assists and would have average two less. Not saying he's as good as Michael Carter-Williams, but he's putting up very similar numbers with one year less experience than the former rookie of the year. That's interesting. That's a lot of legwork. I'm interested to know what the hell Jesse does for a living. Is he a number cruncher? Because I like that. That's what I'm looking That's for. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, That's right? pretty good. I would have never yeah. even thought about that. I mean, don't get me wrong. You always read his stuff, but that's pretty good. If you're gonna put that much time, if you're gonna put that much time into it, and you're gonna give us numbers, so we don't have to do it. Oh man, I appreciate that for sure. Oh man, no, that's 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 interesting. And obviously, when you look at his numbers and what he does, it's and I think that's where all this comes from for the fans is that he comes in and he does what he does, and they just think, okay, he just did that in 16 minutes. What if he had Joe's minutes? What if he had 25 minutes, another nine yeah, minutes? Like I think he needs 25. I like that number, 25 to 30. That's what I like. I'm cool with it. Right? But again, I think you have to balance it out between you do. three guards and you do. between, uh, obviously, the you know the mismatches and stuff like that. Because I can see a situation where Kadari should only play, you know, 10, 15 minutes if the team's going to play defense like Pittsburgh did. Because until he can sh- hit... Until you can hit a jumper at a, at a decent pace, like they're just going to give it to you. Right. And he was falling right into the trap. So, um, again, it's it's all matchup-based. Every team is different. Every game is different. And we just should be lucky enough that we have the option to be able to switch it up versus being stuck like last year with just, you know, or the previous however many years. We were always stuck with, oh, well, I mean, no matter what happens, these are the guys we have. And now we actually have options. And, you know, with different matchups, that's where you use your options because they can still go in and play like a starter. So I'm happy for that. I don't care who starts. Yeah, I'm with you, Joe. I don't care either. And you know what? You made me not care. You 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 coaxed me into that, that train of thought. All right. Now for the guy who called complaining or wrote complaining. Top fan, Joe P. on Facebook. (laughs) Okay, Joe, I'll read your comment, all right? I'm playing. It's not him. Uh, Kadari needs more minutes. JG3 needs to be the spark off the bench. Why not blow the game after Q's... Oh, why not blow the game after Q's dumb foul? Love that free throws aren't our Achilles heel. Keep rolling on to the next one. Go Q's. Yeah, like I said... At the beginning, in the good, bad, and the ugly, like without those free throws, um, and you can you can tack on all ten of them that were made. Um, you know, we might not win that game. So, uh, dumb foul by Quincy, and and you yep. know he, he he had a couple of them actually, uh, which made me a little nervous. But when Quincy went out shortly after that. I was thinking, you know, if this goes into overtime, now Bates is out. I think we take it in overtime. And, and that I think was the worst case scenario from from my perspective. That was that's just me. So yeah. Anyway, all right. Thank you to all of you for participating in that. Uh, we appreciate it. I know there's an imposter out there asking for thoughts on the game, but this is the real thoughts on the game. We started that is there? here. Yeah, there is. We started that here. So you know, you know where to go. You guys know where to go. I trust you. 
Uh, Syracuse will host Louisville this Wednesday in the Dome. Louisville with a very quick turnaround after playing a makeup game against Georgia, Te- Georgia Tech this afternoon. A 74-58 win for the Cardinals. David Johnson had 24 points, went 6-for-11 uh, from 3. Samuel Williamson had 20 points and 18 boards. That's a 6-7 center. Uh, by the way, just for the record there. Uh, the all-time series sits at 19-10 and 10 in favor of the Cardinals. The Orange will try to redeem themselves from last year's 90-66 to 66 loss against Louisville. Hughes with 25 points and Gerard with 22 points in that loss. Syracuse was 4-9 for nine versus Louisville in the Big East. The two teams met twice in the Big East tournament, both times in the finals, and both times the Cardinals came out on top. No longer in the top 25, Joe, after the loss to Clemson. They were ranked mm-hmm. uh, 39th, according to Ken Palm, and 45th in the net. That makes this a quad two game. So, Joe, it's going to be a quick turnaround for Louisville. What can we expect? We've got a uh, Radford transfer, Carlake Jones, uh, who is 6'1", 185. He's leading the team in scoring with 17.8 points. And, um, you know, they're not huge. That's why I'm not that I'm not like super, super anxious about this game, especially with the with the turnaround. What do you think? Nah, I, well, it's weird because when you look at their team, I mean, I look at their team and they have uh, when you look at their starting Dre Davis starting center, he's a freshman, six five, two hundred twenty pounds. So I don't know if like ESPN has this wrong or if he's really just a guard, but they have center, uh, but. They, yeah, and (laughs) they have another, what, Samuel Williamson, who he had, he played 30 minutes and had 20 points and 18 rebounds uh, today, and he is listed, I think, what, at 6'7", 210. I I said all this already, if you were Well, I'm sorry, but I'm just letting you know, it's kind of weird that these guys have a 6, they have a 6'5", and a 6'7", guy listed as... Centers. um, Centers, as long, uh, along with uh, Gabe Wisnitzer. Who was a 6'11", 240-pound uh, freshman. So I don't see I – mean, I mean, if they're if they're listed as a center, then they can go down there and they can bang, and there's a reason for it. Um, they uh, they kind of move their their uh, substitutions and who they play more minutes based upon the team. Uh, and I do see kind of when you look at the box score and some of these bigger guys, um, they're probably going to be playing more against us versus uh, – Minland or trainer or some of these guys that they throw in when they um, play against three guard uh, teams. So you got those guys that kind of <clears throat> substitute for the, um, the starters, Quinn uh, Slazinski and uh, Jalen Withers, who are uh, six, eight and six, seven respectively, as far as forwards go. And, um, Really, the scoring, just like today, obviously, uh, Williamson had a day, but David Johnson and Carly Jones, those are the guys. Um, those guys got 37 shots today, and that's going to be what they're going to do for us. Uh, I kind of like our matchup because other than Williamson, from what I see, uh, nobody can really score down low. Uh, you take away Williamson, Johnson, and Jones today, and their team scored 18 points out of the 74. So be you know really who you got to guard. A really good, a re, be a really actually pretty decent uh, soft intro back in for Sadibi in a way. Yeah, in a way that, it, yes, in a way it would, and we'd be able to see what we have. Uh, obviously, David Johnson went 6 of 11 from 3 today. Uh, Carlick Jones, I know he can hit him too, but he went 0 for 4 in 5 of 17 today. So, uh he had a bad day, so he's probably going to want to make up for that. And he's really the, the guy. He's the only senior. I think he's really the only guy that's above a junior on their team that plays. So it's a really young team. Um, but that tra- he was a transfer from Radford who's averaged 20 points a game last year. And that's kind of the guy they rely on um, to make the plays. And Johnson just looks like a spot-up shooter. But he did have 10 rebounds as well. So. Um, those are really the guys. And even when I look at the matchup predictor on ESPN, they think they have like us as a 67 or 69% chance of winning the game. So, um, 
I always never really understand that because it looks to me like Louisville is a better team. Um, yeah, but they're not. They're they're. But look, so the AP. Oh crap! I threw out my sheet. The, the AP, you know, has got them. Had them recently in the top twenty-five. And but Ken Palm. I mean, I feel like Ken Palm has got. He has has a. There's a. That's an actual like real formula. It's not just oh, people. Yeah. It's not just people watching games or whatever and voting on stuff. Right. So so it. To me, it's more it's more of an accurate depiction of what these teams are, and yeah. they they're forty seventh in Kempom. Yeah, and they're right and, right there with us. Yeah, we're we're thirty ninth. I'm sorry, they're thirty ninth. We're forty seventh. Excuse me. So yeah, statistically speaking, using using Kempom's formula, there you know they are a little bit better of a team. I think it's because of the way they can score. I mean, these guys can score, dude. Uh, this this Jones, this Who, James, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, can, yeah. Well, they can score, but their defense is ranked better than their offense as far as our offense in Ken Palm is ranked higher as far as offense efficiency is ranked higher than, than Louisville's. It's, it's, it's crazy their def- because they're, they're while well, they are averaging 30, 37 rebounds a game too right now. So that's quite a bit. Yeah, well, they're, to, to, when I looked at Ken Palm, when I look at their team, to me, uh, it's a lot of the wins – they they're more of a defensive team to me. They're more of a defensive rebounding team, and we're going to make it really really hard for you to score because it's really not that easy for us too. So it's going to be the matchup is where it's kind of really honestly where we want it. Really, it is where we want it because I mean, if it was me, you have the two guards Jones and Johnson, and you just got to take them out of their game. You got to stop them from being able to penetrate and kick, and take them off their spots on the three point line, and obviously Williamson. Had a huge game. What he, he scored 20 points, and he still only averages 8.8 for the season this year. So, uh, obviously, he's a guy that's that's getting going and, and starting to carve out a role on that team. Especially, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him as a starter uh, come what, when's it, Wednesday? Yeah. Tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no, tomorrow's um, Tuesday. I mean, hey, you go 20 and 18. And then the starter only scores or only played 16 minutes. Uh, then you're probably going to start, but maybe that's a situation like Kadari and Joe, where they wait and see. Um, but those those really are the guys you got to worry about. You want to try to make those big guys score, which is weird to say. But and they this are is one of the. They, I'm sorry, they are fourth in the ACC right now, and I mean they got a good record. No, oh, yeah, no, they have a good record. Yes, and um, I mean they've beat Virginia Tech, they beat Kentucky, they've beat Pitt. Yeah, but I look at their big guys, and their big guys don't. I don't know. They beat Duke. So I mean, I don't even know if their big guys equal a Helms in in Bates. When I really, really look at the team, and um, really, what makes this team go is their guards. And obviously, seeing when you look at the box score today, and you watch the game today, you'd think that that Sam or, uh, that Williamson guy is an animal, but he didn't even start the game, right? Still um, paid what thirty minutes? Played thirty minutes. He's averaging twenty-seven for the for the year. But, um, yeah, I mean, on paper, when I look at them, I mean, I I looked at their their team and I look at their record and they oh they were top twenty-five. But I haven't really got to watch them that much this year. I haven't but, either. It's always tough. But when but. when you look at it, as far as when you look at their their box scores and their stats and their and their lineup and their team and everything, I mean, you pretty much have a bunch of people that are sophomores or younger. And Carlick Jones, who's a transfer senior that, I mean, good at Radford, but this is your first year with these players as well. So um, to me, this is a team that's going to be better by the end of the year. And I know that we're kind of getting there, but um, don't really know. Obviously, they're beatable, right? They just lost to Clemson this weekend. They lost. They got. um, Oh, I'm sorry. That wasn't the, the game where Clemson smoked someone. It was close. It was 54 to 50. So they beat right. Duke. That was the game I watched, and it was probably, yeah. I think it was the only game I watched. And um, I mean, they're a decent team, man. We're, we're gonna have to see. I think it's gonna be high scoring. Yeah. I'm gonna give my prediction. You gonna give a prediction? Well, I they're a decent. I'm not trying to like down. No, 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 no. Team. I know you're it's not. Just, I don't think it's the Louisville of old. That we're, it's not our, you know. Yeah. No. Uh, this team is like. It's not our father's. This is Louisville, almost. This is say. almost a. This is almost a totally different team. Yeah. Than, than what we've Pretty seen much. in the past couple of years. I mean, you got a bunch of sophomore and freshmen relying on a transfer guard. Yeah, yeah, they're, they they got a band aid this year because without them, 
Um, yeah. They, so, I mean, this is probably going to be a lot of these players first look at our two, three zone yeah. and how to even deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, good point. I mean, you don't really know. Um, if I had to go a prediction, I'm not going to throw a score out there, but uh, I, uh, I think we get the W. Okay. All right. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Well, my prediction on the last game was, by the way, 72 to 69. It was a three point differential. I had that right. So, you did. That's actually pretty close. It's really close, right? It's not that bad. makes you want to guess again. Huh? Yes, it does. It does. And, mm. it, 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 until until I go like off the rails, uh, until I go off the rails completely, I will continue. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I think um, Syracuse is going to be able to get inside. I think that should be their game. I think that should be their focus. Um, but uh, I think they're going to shoot a high percentage, Syracuse. I think they're going to take advantage of that. And I'm going to say. I'm going to say 84 to 78. Wow. 84 to 78 is my is my guess. See, I don't that. see that game. I don't see it going you, that way. You don't see it going that way. Okay. I mean, I can see the the gap or the difference, but I don't. You don't think it's going to be high scoring? Nah. Mm-mm. No. I think okay. Louisville's defense, I, I just think that's what keeps them in games. I mean, they, I mean, unless they cl- completely fall apart or there's some ridiculous or we just go hot and make everything or there's a ridiculous mismatch, like Louisville is going to play hard. They're going to play pressure um, and they're going to hit the boards. Um, don't know what we're going to see out of Sidibe or Newton. Um, so, I mean, I, I still see these. I still see this game being. Kind of similar, actually, to what I mean. 70s. If I had to guess, if I had to guess, I'd say probably probably in the sixties, sixty-eight, sixty-two. There you go. I didn't say I was going to get a score, and you got it out of me. There you go. <laughs> Hold on, sixty-eight, sixty-two. Okay, I, I actually like your train of thought. I do, and I said what seventy-six. You no, said I'm seventy-eight sorry. to eighty-four. Seventy eighty-four to seventy-eight. No. Okay, well, that's sorry. how it goes, right? Yeah, I get it. <clears throat> um, okay, that's it. Uh, one thing I did notice, I thought I would just take just there. There has been less postponed or canceled games here lately. Cross my fingers. Knock on wood. Whatever your <clears throat> superstition is, but has it's, there been? It seems to be. It seems to be. I know that they just had one postponed. I say that they had one postponed against Boston College on the thirtieth, but. Um, no, Boston College. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and they made up the I Georgia Tech. for them. Yeah, they made up the Georgia Tech one. But I, uh, I, I just, it just feels like they've been playing a lot of basketball. They've been getting these games off and doing a really good job with it. So, um, hopefully, yeah. you know, I mean, hopefully that that, can, that continues. So, yeah. Uh, just, hey, by the way, yes. women's, women's team tomorrow, they're on a two-game win streak. They play at Georgia Tech, 7 o'clock. Nice. By the way, too, we we play uh, Louisville in, again in two weeks at Louisville. So. No, really. Yeah. So, anyways, we gotta play them twice. So let's see what we got and Damn. go from there. I appreciate everybody for listening and joining us today. Uh, we love you guys. Appreciate it so much. Uh, thanks for the fan feedback. Yes, yes. Always, always fun to do, and, and and I enjoy it. Love the thoughtfulness put into that. Thank you, Ben Online. Thank you, Armchair Media. For Joel, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.